Hi everyone, it's Father Eric. As I'm recording this, I just finished watching the movie The Adam Project on Netflix starring Ryan Reynolds, and I have to admit that I was uh, pleasantly surprised. And so going to the thing, I think I'd seen like one trailer, maybe a couple ads, um, and my expectations for the movie were not that great. Um, I think at most I was expecting a slightly above average movie. And even though the movie isn't perfect, there are a couple scenes in the film which really kind of blew me away, uh, both from an emotional and thematic standpoint. So I thought I might talk about those key scenes in the context of this video right now. So uh, as as per usual, major spoiler alert. So if you watch any sort of ad or trailer with regards to the movie, you probably know that the Atom Project basically revolves around the theme of time travel, right? So basically there's a, a future Adam played by uh, Ryan Reynolds and there's a younger Adam played by a different uh, younger actor. So the younger actor is, is 12 years old type thing, right? So uh, basically the whole idea is that the Ryan Reynolds character goes back uh, to the present day and basically our time and encounters his younger self and later on he encounters his mother and his father and he's trying to rectify wrongs which will take place in the future. So anyways, one of the key scenes which really struck me in the context of the film is this conversation that the Ryan Reynolds character, the older Adam, if you will, has with his mother, um, played by Jennifer Gardner, right? So basically Jennifer Gardner's character, um, again, Adam's mother is in this bar and she's kind of talking about how difficult it is to be a single mom. So basically the mom is talking to the bartender about her son, you know, kind of saying that even though she obviously loves him, at the same time, she's frustrated by his behavioral problems. And in particular, she's kind of frustrated with herself, kind of wondering like what she's doing wrong as a parent and as a mother at which point Ryan Reynolds character sort of jumps in and, and says you're doing nothing wrong right and then later on you know um, he finds out finds out that um, the father died in a car accident right and so um, they're kind of talking around that and in the midst of, of those conversations um, Ryan Reynolds character says to the Jennifer Garner character that you know you're a good mom and on top of that maybe you should um, let your son know that you're grieving and at first, the mother is kind of reluctant to share with her son that she too is also grieving the loss of, of the father in the household. But then the Ryan Reynolds character basically says to her, it's good for him to know. Like it's good for her son to know that she is grieving and more to the point that she doesn't always have it all together. And, you know, for my part, I was watching this scene and thinking about what the takeaway message should be. And I don't think um, the takeaway message should be that, you know, parents should just dump on their kids, especially when they're like 12 years old or something. Right. So I don't think it's that. But the, the principle is correct. And so the idea is that um, our kids are, are always kind of watching us. Right. And so um, mindful of that, it's very important for them to see how we wrestle with our imperfect lives how we wrestle with suffering, how we wrestle with death, how we wrestle with imperfection, imperfection in the world, but also imperfection in ourselves. Um, our testimony in that regard, in terms of our lived out experience, can speak a lot louder than the words that we share in terms of concrete advice. But I guess the other thing that comes to mind with regards to this particular scene is the importance of affirmation. So whether we're talking about, you know, the kids in the family or, or the spouse in the family, it's very important that, you know, everyone in the family has a shared responsibility of affirming each other. So regardless of who you are, I mean, I, I, no one's perfect, right? And so everyone's going to struggle. But nonetheless, we should affirm each other, right? You're a good mom. You're trying your best. You're, you're doing nothing wrong, right? So in spite of the, the fact that there might be, you know, the occasional blip here and there, there's the abundance of good intention. And if I see that, I should reflect that to you, whether or not I'm the mother, uh, the wife, the husband, the father, or even the kids. 
In any case, the second scene that comes to mind is this really interesting conversation between the older Adam and the younger Adam, right? So they're kind of talking to each other. And the scene is kind of interesting in particular because the younger Adam is giving advice to the older Adam. And in particular, what the younger Adam says to the older Adam is like, look, I think the reason why you're so angry at dad, the reason why you hate him so much is because he died, right? And so basically you made yourself hate him because you didn't want to deal with your own grief. And then the younger Adam basically concludes this whole monologue by saying that in a certain sense, it's a lot easier to be angry than to be sad. But, you know, for my part, kind of watching this particular scene and listening to the dialogue, what came to mind, quite honestly, was this notion of the indwelling spirit, right? So St. Paul obviously talks about this, right? The spirit dwells within you, so in reality, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. But I guess more to the point, this is from a recent conversation I had with my own spiritual director about the subject, you got to realize that the union between body and spirit is a little more symbiotic than we kind of give the thing credit for, right? So it's not so much that we're like you know, empty vessels, like an empty bottle and the spirit kind of fills us up. Um, again, it's a little more symbiotic in terms of the connection between the temple, which is our body, and the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. And you see, the practical takeaway message here, even though it might sound kind of strange, is that if you're listening to your body, in a certain sense, you're listening to the spirit. Because again, the spirit, which dwells within the body, sort of speaks through the body in a certain sense. And so, for example, if you're tired and you need rest, in some way, your body will let you know that, right? Likewise, if you're lacking certain nutrients, like you're not getting enough vegetables, for example, the body will let you know that too, in, in a different way. And also, on top of that, when it comes to one's emotional life, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling angry, or there, there are wounds which haven't been addressed, your body will let you know about that too. And the idea is that you must not ignore the body because it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you through your body, which again is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So pay attention when your body tells you that you're upset or you're bothered or perhaps you're, you're bearing grief, for example. But that takes us to the third and final scene I want to talk about in the context of the video. And that's basically this climactic conversation between the father and the two Adams, right? Again, the younger Adam and the older Adam. And so to give you a bit of context with regards to this particular scene, um, the father knows that he's not going to be around for his sons kind of going forward. Like he doesn't know about the car accident, which will kill him in the near future, but he knows that he won't always be around for his sons. And so, again, it gives rise to this really climactic conversation where he's giving them uh, sort of final advice and, and words of consolation. And even though he obviously says things to both of his boys, um, the bulk of the conversation is focused on the older Adam played by Ryan Reynolds. And you see, what's kind of interesting and brilliant about this particular scene is not simply that the father tells both of his sons that he loves them, but the fact that he kind of repeats the thing over and over again to drive the point home, particularly, again, with regards to the older son played by Ryan Reynolds. And so basically how the scene plays out, the father looks in the eyes of the Ryan Reynolds character, right? And again, the Ryan Reynolds character is still wrestling with uh, wounds stemming from his father's absence and, you know, related issues of anger and whatnot. But basically the father, again, he looks at his son's eyes and he, what he says to him over and over again is some variation of, I love you. But it's persistent and it's relentless, right? So you're my boy, I love you. You're my son, I love you. Uh, you're amazing, I'm so proud of you. And over and over again. And even when the Ryan Reynolds character says, I got it, the father responds by basically saying, I don't think you do. And he goes on to say the same things. You're my boy, you're my son, I love you over and over again. 
And you know, for my part, it reminded me of this really great quote by Brett Powell, this really great Catholic speaker who spoke about leadership and in particular fatherhood, basically saying that whether we're talking about leaders in general or fathers in particular, um, the task, the primary task in a certain sense is to restore trust in God the Creator. And so basically it's an allusion to the book of Genesis in the context of which our first parents, Adam and Eve, committed original sin after allowing a trust in God the Creator to die in their hearts, as we hear very famously in the context of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And so again, given all that, Brett Powell says that the common task of leaders and fathers in particular is to help all the peoples of this world restore a deep sense of trust in the Creator God, in a sense of helping people to believe that God's heart is a place of healing and safety and restoration. And so again, to take it back to this particular scene in the movie, when the father says to the Ryan Reynolds character in particular over and over again, some variation of, you are my son, you are my beloved, and I love you, it's, it's healing a deep and foundational wound in his heart and allowing him to be free, to be more fully alive, to be more fully himself. Which is why the scene very dramatically punctuates with the father saying to the son, you don't have to carry this with you anymore. You don't have to carry this with you anymore because again i love you and you can have confidence in that okay now obviously there's kind of a lot going on here but hopefully you can begin to see why I, i've come to really appreciate this movie so much because even though technically speaking it is a time travel movie it's not so much a sci-fi film or an action film but it's actually kind of a family film and in particular even though it might sound kind of strange it's kind of an instructional film for families in a sense of teaching spouses, parents, and even children how to conduct themselves in the context of the family. So I definitely encourage you to watch this film, really focus in on those three key scenes, and see how the viewing of this film doesn't help you to become a better member of your own families. And may God bless you all.